Wealth Within offers a range of investment and educational services to help you secure your financial future. Whether you're an aspiring trader or simply want to increase the strength of your portfolio, Wealth Within are dedicated to maximising your investment returns. Hello and welcome to Talking Wealth. I'm Dale Gillam, the Chief Analyst here at Wealth Within. Today I'd like to talk about the, the six keys to success in the share market. And I thought this is probably a really relevant sort of topic at the moment, given what's happening in our share market at the moment and also around the world. I mean, yeah, we talked in the last few weeks, our market's fallen about 7% in price. We're now down at the same levels we were in August last year and, and August in 2009. So we've had a real sideways moving market over the last two years or nearly three years. And so a lot of people are starting to you know, doubt the share market or, or um, you know, not get the results that they want and, and so a little bit scared of the share market right now. And to me, it's just one of those periods in time and uh, that we just need to ride out the bumps, or so to speak, at the moment because we're in this cycle, and I won't go into it in, in great depth, but we're in a cycle that's similar to what we had in 1929 where we had several years where the market was up and down and sideways and, and this is really about four or five years and I really do think we're right near the end of it and we, we're going to see the last, probably see the last little washout on our marketplace, our market over this next sort of, you know, three to six months, possibly sort of into mid next year, but I don't think it'll be that long. But we, to me, this is that last sort of lunge to the finishing line of this bearish sideways market. And, and from then on, we're going to go into a bull market. So really... These keys to success to me are how to prepare yourself for, you know, getting into that next run and, and really make some profits out of this market when it does turn and does start to go bullish again. Now, we're going to look at, uh, as I said, all six different points at the moment, but these aren't a finite number of points. And these are just some really good ones uh, that I think everybody can use, whether you're an investor or a trader. And the first one is that successful trading is not about how much money you make. Now, that's a really interesting comment to make. And I know a lot of people think, oh, geez, I want to be a trader. And, you know, the whole reason to be trading is to make income and to to get capital gains. But you may be surprised as I said, by this statement. However, successful investing and trading in the share market is not really about how much money you make on any one trade. Rather, it's about how much you do not lose. Uh, in other words, it's about minimising risk, not maximising profits. And the most efficient way to minimise risk is really to set stop losses. Now, a stop losses are simply a price point where you want to sell to preserve your capital if a recently entered trade turns against you or to protect your profits of a winning trade. Now, unfortunately, most would-be traders don't ever use stop losses or are very poor at exiting trades, and, and, as, and as such, they're largely unprofitable. And I remember chatting to the ASX Investor Hour, and now it's probably seven or eight weeks ago, which they videoed here in Melbourne, and I was talking about this, and it's about learning how to sell to actually make profits. And, and quite often people think, uh, because they are investing or trading, that every trade they do or every investment they do has to make a profit. Now, to me, if you go in with that mentality, then you're not going to be flexible enough to be able to read what's on the marketplace and actually do what you need to do. You're going to get fixed into a position. Um, and to me, if you enter into the share market, you need to understand that 100% guaranteed you will lose money sometimes. Um, and it could be sometimes you might have six, seven, eight, nine, ten trades in a row that you might lose money on but over time if you pick the good shares and you do what you need to be doing with your right money management and stop losses you will make money 
Uh, and that's statistically proven fact if you're buying the good shares and doing this correctly. But as I said, um, point one is it's not about how much money you make on any one trade. It's what you do not lose. If you don't lose 10%, you don't need to make 11% to break even. If you don't lose 50%, you don't have to make 100% to break even. Number two is timing the market is essential to your trading success. Because there's an old argument between timing the market and time in the market. Now, obviously, the managed funds talk about and the financial planners talk about it's time in the market. To me, it's a bit of both. It's timing the markets. I mean, timing your entry and exit and then staying with that stock with your entry until it tells you to get out. So timing your exit, timing your entrance. So many investors state that a buy and hold strategy is the best way to achieve superior market gains. And yet, statistically, that's not correct. However, most adopting this approach over the last decade would have seen their portfolio values, they would have dropped by 50% during the GFC. Um, and to make matters worse, in order to return the same value pre-GFC, the portfolio has to rise by 100%, as I just mentioned. Now, by actively trading, you can achieve far superior returns as the shares will generally rise in value between... You know, 12 months to 5 years before falling away for similar periods. Now, a lot of blue chip stocks will run for 12 to 18 months, drop back a little bit, run again for 12 to 18 months and drop back a bit. But every now and again, you have these big dips that we've got. To me, it's about trying to avoid some of these big dips and be there when the gains are happening. Now, by using a buy and hold approach, you'll see gains made during these bullish periods decimated when the bear markets take control. And we've seen a lot of that um, in the current markets and obviously with the GFC because uh, they do that on a fairly regular basis. But adopting a capital preservation technique such as the stop loss, which we mentioned in point one, will help you compound your returns much faster. Number three, only invest in quality blue chip, blue chip stocks. Uh, and there's an old saying, you get really what you pay for. And to me, the mantra extends to the share market. If, you know, over the last few years, the more of the gains come from some of those smaller stocks and you're seeing people chase them. But the chances are, especially those outside the top 200, if you're trying to chase stocks outside the top 200, your, your chances of success for the long term is exceptionally low. Except I think you've got less than 1% chance of picking those stocks right consistently. Um, and if you are making money right now, be prepared to give it all back to the market place because that will also happen as well uh, and we know that so quality blue chip stocks generally top 100 stocks that's what we're talking about if you stick with those and buy buy them at relatively the right time protect your profits uh, using stop losses um, you will actually do better over the long run now don't over leverage this is another big one in a bull market this is what caused a huge amount of people during the gfc to lose their shirt and their house etc and we saw this with prime example is the um what is storm financial these people were over leveraged so don't over leverage now there's there's two emotional vehicles that drive the share market fear and greed and greed dominates um the landscape when we are in a bull market and people over leverage and they leverage the hill especially if you're at retirement in retirement or nearing retirement you shouldn't be leveraged to the hill just because a financial uh, or an advisor says to you leverage 70 percent or 80 percent or 90 percent or 100 percent doesn't mean you have to do that if you're getting closer to retirement as we've seen with this GSC, it kills you if the market goes against you. Um, you know, you should be a lot less leveraged the older you get. Younger people can leverage a little bit more, but again, don't over leverage. Be make sure you're you're doing your leveraging correctly. And 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 yes, it can be thought to be slower to do it that way to leverage less, especially in a bull market. And this is where people get greedy, think, oh, I can borrow another twenty, fifty, hundred, two hundred thousand dollars and get that in the market and make more money. 
but it's when the thing hits the fan that's when the, the not over leveraging really works for you by keeping that leveraging down number five don't over diversify another big one um, we've all heard the saying don't put all your eggs in one basket and there's a really good reason for this simply because if you place all your money in one investment and that investment goes bad you stand to lose all your money so it doesn't matter whether you get this sure-fired winner on the share market don't put all your eggs in your but one basket do diversify and do diversify properly uh, in my book i talk about eight to 12 shares in my book how to beat the managed funds by 20 percent. i talk about stop losses i talk about time in the market i talk about don't overusing leverage or how to use it correctly um, so to me it's for example when we find most people generally hold way too many stocks in their portfolio and portfolio and i still see that today uh, and someone who owns an over diversified portfolio will tend to find that one third of their stocks rise one third will go sideways, one third will go down. So to me, if you get rid of the one third going down, you're going to do better anyway. And lastly, number six is have a solid plan. And this is, again, where a lot of people fall down because they don't understand the market enough or have the knowledge to know how to have a solid plan. And, and there's a whole lot of emotional reasons around not having a solid plan. But to me, it's one of those essential things you need. So now did you know the, log- the logical part of your brain is much smaller than the emotional side? Now, that logical side of your brain needs to have that um, solid trading plan. So in order to make smart decisions about your finances, it stands to reason that you need the logical side of your brain to dominate, yet the opposite is normally the case once a hint of fear or greed set in. So your emotional side takes in. And when the emotional side takes in, then we get to all sorts of different things um, in the realms of behavioural finance. One is we miscalibrate what's going on. Like we... Um, we miscalibrate exactly the severity of the dip or the severity of the, of the, or the bullishness of the marketplace. Uh, we do a whole range of other things. We also uh, panic. Um, we do uh, follow the herd. We do a whole range of different emotional things. And that dominates our logical side. And so with a share market, you need to be much more logical. So that means having a plan and just following the plan rather than letting panic set in or greed set in. And this is the main reason why we... Well, we see otherwise intelligent people chase get-rich-quick schemes and fantasies to, fantasies to hang on to stocks that have lost significant value. And we, I quite often have people say to me, oh, I haven't lost money because I haven't sold it yet, or it'll come back to the price I paid for it. Well, will it? And when's it going to do that? Um, to me, with the GFC, you know, we have borne witness to what onset of fear and fear can do in the financial markets the world over. And there is a way to avoid this, uh, and that is to have a solid plan in place so as that you will know how you will invest your wealth and how you can stick to that plan and, and avoid those emotional decisions. Uh, and to me, if you're avoiding those emotional decisions, you're much more logical. You're going to get a much better outcome as we go through. Um, I could talk a whole day on this sort of stuff and i won't but to me they're the main keys um to successful a successful trading is not about how much money you make um it's not how much it's how you how much you do not lose point one number two time in the market is essential to your trading success number three only invest in quality blue chip stocks number four don't overuse leverage number five don't over diversify number six have a solid plan Hope you've enjoyed these six points and uh, I look forward to chatting with you uh, soon. I'm Dale Gillen, the Chief Analyst here at Wealth Within. Take care and have a good day. Bye-bye. Talking Wealth was brought to you by Wealth Within. To learn how you too can maximise your investment returns, call 1300 SHARE TRADE.